Hello, and welcome to the All Dale Army podcast. Evening all, and welcome back to another episode of the All Dale Aren't We podcast. We're joined tonight by Travis as always. How are we? Thank you, pal. I'm all right. Uh, good, good. How's, how's work treating you? Ah, it's all right, man. Same over at the minute. Opening inside on Monday, so ah, you're going to be, ah, be right busy, aren't you? Ah, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, you, you, get me, you get me a nice, nice pint of start dark fruits behind that bar, lad. Love the dark fruits, love the dark fruits. And Ben, how are we? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Well, good, good, good. Glad to hear it. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we've last spoken. Obviously, things have happened that we're going to get into uh, throughout this podcast. It's not going to be the most upbeat of a list, uh, of um, of an episode, but it is going to be the finale for the season. Um, you know, so we're gonna we're gonna delve back into everything really and kind of try and dissect as, as much as we can. But obviously, starting off, we're going to uh, speak about the games. Obviously. That happened in between in between our last episode, starting with the Doncaster game. Now, myself and Travis, uh, we didn't, uh, we weren't able to watch the games. We had um, commitments outside of outside of, of being able to watch the match. But Ben did watch the match, so just want to try to get a bit of a verdict off you, Ben, of how the game went and what what was the feel of the game. And I mean, because I'm obviously, I think I'm assuming I'm, I have, and I'm sure, I'm sure Travis has seen the highlights. But you know, how did the game go, really? Um, it was one of them going into it, like you said. Um, I was one of them that actually had a lot of hope going into that game. And I kind of felt that we were, especially if we got the win, even a draw would have been all right, I think. Well, at the end it would have, but it was it was one of them games. Um, <clears throat> like you said, the chance early on, um, I think it was Matty Dunn's header. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know how it didn't go in. Um, I suppose it was kind of, kind of summed up our season, that the fact that that bounced around the box for about what felt like a minute and it just wouldn't go in. And then you could see it coming at every time. We were, we were playing all right, to be fair, but every time we were getting done on the counter-attack every single time. And um, throughout a minute, was, it was about 30th minute. They just they broke, um, tapped, basically crossed it in and tapped it in, and that was 1-0 down. Um, and then came out second half, same old, same old. We are getting done on the counter-attack every single time. And then I think it was 56th minute, I think they broke away and scored, and he was like... Is this the end of it? And then it, it was one of them. We were we were getting for the last twenty minutes. We were getting the possession and we were attacking, but we weren't actually creating any chances. And if you look at the stats, it says we had about sixty percent possession, nineteen shots. And I do not remember us having nineteen shots. I remember us having about two clear cut chances. And then obviously the Matty Dunn goal at the eighty third minute. You're like, could we do it? But it was it was just one of them. We were we were pressing, but it wasn't really any clear cut chances. It was kind of like nobody wanted to shoot. We were just passing each other around the box, and it was I, I don't know. It was a funny one, but yeah, it kind of summed the past season. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like one of the performances from us again. You know, we're flat to deceive a lot of the ball, a lot of the possession, like you say, like, like we've been saying, but no real threat to it as such. And I mean, I suppose if you look at the performance in isolation, well, not in isolation, in the past month or two, it's not really that bad because we've been on a quite a good run of form. But, you know, it was a needs-must type, type of situation and we needed a result and obviously we didn't get one. But I think, similar to you, I was I was optimistic going into the game. You know, I felt like, no, this even after despite the loss, at the um, well, what felt like a loss was the draw at, Wigger, at, at Wimbledon. I felt like, no, there was still something to play for here. And I felt like, no, you know what? If we can get a result here today, we can take it to the final day and something could happen. And 
you know, you just never know. But wasn't meant to be, wasn't meant to be for us, and obviously we we did end up losing the game in the end. Um, Travis, you know, just from like just the, the general feeling of the highlights, what did you take? What was your reflection on it all? And I suppose you know before kickoff as well, did you think we could still have a chance of saving ourselves? Um, no. I didn't think we had any chance of staying up. Um, before we always optimistic, <laughs> as always. But um, I've seen the highlights, and yeah, just going off what Ben said, it just seemed like the same old, same old. Um, the chances, like I said, there was like two same chances in the, in the game, but the stats was like nineteen. Can that happen <laughs> this season? Oh, oh, we've dominated, count. so it's it's the same old, same old. Obviously, I can't get a full reflection. I didn't watch the game, but going off what I've heard, it's it's the same old story, isn't it? Yeah, it, excuse me. It did very much sound like we're just one of them performances that we've seen so many times this season. Um, you know, for all the hard work and endeavour, we didn't really have a lot to show for it. And obviously, as I said, it was it was a needs must type game. We've obviously piled men forward to try and create chances, and they've they've hit us on the break. And and that's been our downfall, and and sadly that was it. Really, that was our that was our relegation uh, confirmed due to um, due to us not being able to pick anything up. Uh, results actually went for us to be fair that weekend, but obviously we couldn't capitalise on it. And that that was that was the, that was that was our run up in in this division. And it's been a it's been a wonderful seven years or so. And obviously we'll delve more into what's going to happen in the future and what the future holds for us. But you know, yeah, tough, tough, tough season considering everything that's been and gone. With COVID and not being able to be in the ground, it's it's been rough. It's uh, it's it's not been a a fun experience. I'll put I'd, I'd say having to watch this behind a computer screen all season. But we've got to try and remain optimistic and look into next season and hope better times are, are coming. I suppose um, we will also delve into a bit now and just speak a bit about the MK game. Obviously, it was a bit of a non-contest and there was nothing riding on it. Um, the performance on the whole, I felt was I felt it was quite a good performance, really. Um, the, it did have that feel of a, of a pre-season friendly game, though. However, uh, first half it was a bit of a nothing really much happening. I think MK Dons hit the bar with a um, with a free kick, and then second half we came out and got a got a goal from Molly with a fantastically taken free kick. Don't know why he's not been doing that all season, but there you go. Um, Jimmy Kia Haynes stepping up again with a big with another goal for the club. Uh, deflected, yes, but you know he, he got himself in that position to get the goal and well, to, you know, and fair play to him. Credit, credits due. Uh, player of the year, and you can see why. And then um, Abraham Odo picking up on some slack play from the MK Dons defenders, uh, passing and sliding the ball into Humphreys and a nice delicate chip over the keeper. I suppose the most devastating thing about the final day. Um, for me, was the fact that yes, obviously we got the three points, but Wigan did end up losing in the end, and it would have meant that if we'd have, even if we would if we'd have just held up, if we'd have just managed to get a point out of the Doncaster game, and we'd have got the result that we got, we'd have got against MK Dons, uh, we'd have stayed up. That's the that's the terrible thing, really. But I know hindsight's a wonderful thing. Uh, you, you could argue the point that Wigan probably wouldn't have given the same level of performance against Swindon if they had to. Had they had something riding on the game, but yeah, it is what it is. I, I mean, I don't know if you ch- chaps watched the game, but Ben, what did you reckon of the highlights <laughs> or whatever you saw of it? Um, it was typical, wasn't it? To be fair, the one game that nothing rolled on and we won three 0 Um, it was kind of ironic that our first goal was off MK Dons doing exactly what we've done all season and pissing about at the back and then conceding the free kick. So it kind of summed it up. Uh, it, yeah, like I said. 
kind of rubbed the salt in the wounds, did it with Wigan losing in the last minute? That would have been absolute scenes. Um, if if it if we were in that position to stay up, but like you said, it wasn't to be. Um, you can't blame it on that one point goal difference, a uh, one point difference at the end of the day. We've been rubbish all season, and at the end of the day, we do deserve to go down. Yeah, exactly. Like there's there's been numerous occasions this season that you could pin it to. You could pin it to the Peterborough game at home when we concede a late minute penalty. You could you could see you could put it down to the Wimbledon game at home when we concede in the ninety seventh minute to lose one nil. Um, you can literally look at literally only the other week against Wimbledon, all that hard work winning with like a minute to spare, with like five seconds left to spare, and we somehow don't get the result. So you can't, yeah, you can't deny it. You know, we've not we've not seen games out well enough for for quite a while now, not just this season, but the past few seasons. And it's a it's clearly an Achilles heel of ours that, that obviously needs working on going forward. But yeah, it it was what it was. Uh, Travis, what what did you what was your take on the game? Uh, I thought the highlights from what I saw, there was three well-taken goals. That free kick from Marley was <laughs> on great Yeah, it goal. was. Um, it was. Yeah, but other than that, I saw the three goals, really. Nothing else, really. Went on, like you say, it was difficult for us to win. Um, win battering 3-0, even though they hammered us like three months ago at our own ground. Um, when Wigan was winning... Two last five minutes, so if we did get a point last week, that would have kept us up. But just typical there. But as you say, we've had we can't not on that. We've had a really really bad season. Like we've not we didn't get relegated because of dropping points against Wimbledon or losing against Doncaster. It's because we went eighteen games up winning at home. And exactly. Having this, having this really poor run all together, like one winning eighteen, whatever it was, it's, it worked good. It's, more than we deserve, really. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. It's it's really tough because, I mean, for long parts of this season, I didn't think we were good enough on paper to stay in this league. But then I kind of got the realisation towards midway through, towards the end of the season, that we, we had enough quality in this team and and really we should have done better, I think, personally. I think we definitely had the quality to stay in this league. I just think we've been coached wrong and the insistence on playing with a four four two when we didn't really have the personnel to man to man it. It's probably been our biggest fault of the season. As soon as we started playing with a three at the back, we've looked a, a much better team uh, and we've really took the game to opponents. But that that willingness to be able to change with a game has really has really pinned us ultimately, and that's that's why we find ourselves in the position that we're in. Going back to the old, going back to the Rochdale division, it's we've uh, we have we have missed it. You know, the, the league is named after us. It's uh, quite fitting, really. Um, but yeah, let's hope it's not another fifty odd years until we we get out this time. Hey, fingers crossed. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but going in, right. So so going into the next topic of the night, I wanted to just you know I know it's been a tough season and there's not been that many gleaming moments, but I wanted to speak about your 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 three best moments of the season. Uh, so this could be like a goal, a game. Uh, a result, anything like that, or even at the boardroom level, I'm not sure you're going to find anything too positive there. But uh, <laughs> we'll 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 ask anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, go on, Travis. <clears throat> you give me your three 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 season defining moments. Uh, three, yeah, the good ones. It's a bit. It's a bit of an ask to get three. I think the number one three was um, the Plymouth game. I know top yards with the Wigan game when we were in watch that one. I missed that yeah. game. Um, but the, the Plymouth game, 4 0, uh, for that one, we absolutely battered them. And I couldn't believe how good we played on that night. It was unbelievable, like the Rocks of old. 
Um, and we just wish we could have played like that more often. But it is what it is. Um, now you got to maybe get two more. Because that's the only one I've got. Me. Well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't just have to be a game. It can be. It can be anything. It could be a signing. It could be anything. Um, I think Kia Han at left back. There is, yeah. Have, is because last had a few weeks ago, I didn't really rate him at left back. Still, um, obviously, he's got his he's got his doubters, but anymore he's top scorer, one of the top scorers player of the season he's been unbelievable this season at left back um, he's proved a lot wrong and say the last one would be Conor Grant I think he's been yeah. great I think he's been great signed. I think he got started off a bit slow but he's only what 19 years old you got to give him a chance aren't you? Yeah. The, last, the last few weeks of the season he was, he was brilliant every time I saw him He'll be coming more into his own now. And bloody hell, you're just starting to like Kian. He'll probably be, he'll probably be off next week as well. You're just starting <laughs> to like him. He'll be getting binned. Uh, ben, your three favourite moments of the season or, you know, anything? Um, Yeah, you've got to say the Wigan game, aren't you? Um, yeah. What yeah. performance that was. 5-0 was not really... That was kind of like a glimpse of... I don't know, we didn't see it much this season, but yeah, um, the Wigan game... Uh. Then I've got to say the goals in the Charlton game, the Bar and Humphreys, where Bar turned yeah. into an absolute wonder kid. Um, yeah, yeah. arguably some of the best goals of the season. And then again, I'm going to go with Travis on Conor Grant. I think he'll be a player in half if we can keep him next season. That's if we yeah. can keep him. But he's he's come on leaps and bounds recently. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's coming to his own a lot these past these these past few weeks, leading towards the end of the season. And uh, hopefully, like you say, he's an asset that we can keep hold of next season and give us a a chance to go in at the league again next year. But we'll have to wait and see on that one. I, my my three moments this season, obviously, the Wigan game has to be there. Um, nothing much more to be said that's not already been said. I think it was a fantastic performance from us, top to bottom. It would have been nice to have seen a few more of them this season, but wasn't to be. My second my second <laughs> favourite moment of the season is, is the signing of Jake Beasley. Um, I think he's been a revelation, really. Um Obviously, he wasn't wasn't hitting the ground running at the start, but I think he's he's climatized to the the difference in league really well, and he's become really quite a valuable asset for the team. I think, and I think he will be incredibly valuable for us next season going into League Two, um, and you know giving us a chance up uh, to you know get out of this league at the first attempt type thing. Um, and my other one is the emergence of Lund's goal scoring form this season. That's been yeah. immense, and I think that's kind of cemented his um, his status as a bit of a legend at the club. Now he's obviously been here with over two spells, and I think yeah, I think listen, we have gone down, but he my god, he give it he, he give it, he give it his best his best shot this season to to keep us up. Um, yeah, can't say much more on that. Uh, so we'll move on to which is going to be a bit of a bit of a sadder subject. Uh, the the three most terrible um, moments of the season for you all. Uh, starting with you, Ben. Um, I'm gonna say, first of all, it's not happened yet, but probably this summer. I'm dreading to think about this transfer window coming. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. The players, I don't see we're getting. I don't see us keeping Humphreys. I don't see us keeping a lot of our good players. Um, next, probably. The end of January games and the start of February, where we had um, Bristol, Burton and Northampton, and they were the games where it looked that we needed to pick up the points. And it was kind of like the Burton game, they were bottom of the table at the time, and the Northampton game was arguably the most boring game of the season. Yeah. I felt 
if we might have picked, well, if you would have picked them up from them games, it would have been a whole different story. Well, it simply then, would have been. It simply would have been, yeah, wouldn't it? It would have. Now you look back at it, it was it was one of them. And then it's got to be numerous times that we conceded in the last minute, on it? Like there's too many times yeah. you can count Peter Brub Wimbledon. It's all them times that have cost us, and at the end of the day, it was that one point that it's come down to and. Yeah, I think it was twelve points, was it, that we dropped in the last few minutes? So yeah, yeah, something incredible like that. Yeah, it's no, not good. yeah, not good at all. Uh, Travis, your three worst moments. <clears throat> uh, I'm very surprised Ben didn't mention this, but number one is BBM's contract extension because that is oh, yeah, forgot. that is horrendous. <laughs> Bloody that hell! How has he forgot that one? <laughs> sure, that is the worst decision, worst moment of the season when we found out that. Um, a few months ago after the fans forum I think everyone was like in shock and <laughs> thinking horrified how we'd be given another year after what happened but yeah he's that's definitely number one for me I was absolutely disgraceful sorry yeah happened. sorry can I just interrupt on that point I don't think you'll ever see a football club do what we did ever no, I don't no. think you'll ever see a, ever, ever see a club no. give someone a contract extension and be rewarded for poor form and then no, even no. worse so for it to be given and then not to announce it for absolutely months and months and months. If the, if it was the deal was done and it was on the table, all right, it probably still would have had it. Still would have raised a lot of eyebrows. It should have been been announced on at the time, regardless of what was going on. It should have been announced then. That's how a business works. That's how you. That's how you professional. Simple as. Don't understand it. Ludicrous decision. But there you go. Sorry, Travis. Carry on. <laughs> no, I fully agree with that one. Fully agree. Um, I think the second one again is uh is for me the one home win in however many 20 games, 19 games. I think that is just an absolute killer. Like, it's obviously fans not being there has helped that, but just imagine fans being there and that happening. I know you say fans are there, that wouldn't have come around, but people got season tickets, fans got season tickets to get three eyeful games, so they paid. How about like three hundred fifty pounds for these kit and to get one win in that many months is just it was a joke really. And then the last one has to be with Ben with um, the transfer window coming up because I think it's just gonna be a quick sale, fire sale. Um, everyone we've all grown to like or love this season: Keita Hatton, Humphreys, O'Connell, Lund. I think leave and they're all moving on to better things. Hey, can't blame them, can you? You can't blame them at all, really. They've got their own personal developments to think about in their own life, in their own careers, and just to come and you know, which I'm not going to say it is because we don't know factually what looks like a sinking ship at the minute. Um, do they really want to be associated with that any longer? If they don't need to be, I, I, I'm not so sure they would. Uh, but that's me. Uh, so, so my my three moments this season, I've gone for the the boardroom antics. Number one, uh, everything that's gone on from top to bottom regarding the extension, the lack of communication, just a lack of anything really from the club, uh, willing you know willingness to talk to us, everything. Just it's been shambolic top to bottom. Um, my second is the loss to Stockport in the FA Cup. Absolutely ridiculous to be playing a team at home who are two leagues below us, and not just to be beat, but to be outclassed in every department. To then to then um, them scoring a, a worldie from the halfway line, to then Fabio Tavares liking the tweet of the goal 
that's just ridiculous. That's just honestly ridiculous. The guy played at the time. The guy was playing for the club, and he he's roasting us for. He's, he's like basically loving it. He's thinking, oh, you know, do the fans really want to see that? No, I don't think so. Um, and my and my other one is the loss to Burton. I think that's the game that kind of sealed our fate for us, and where we knew where we were going, and where where this season was going to end up in the end. Despite you know a rally at some point, but we left it far too late. But that that but that Burton game, uh, yeah, shambolic. You know, talk about a massive game in the season, a proper relegation six pointer, and we just we just never got going, did we? Let's have it right, and they just took, just took, they just picked us off at will, and that was that. So that was I think that felt that felt like our season was over. Um, so yeah. Uh, let's try and move on to a bit more of a, a positive note now. Um, so, yeah, Ben, what games are you looking forward to going to next season? Obviously, with the hope that we're finally going to be allowed back into the stadium next year, uh, we're buoyed by that um, news. So, what are you looking forward to? Well, Oldham's got to be one, on it? Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely, Oldham away. It's oh, just because yeah. just the amount of stuff that we get on Twitter and the obsession that they have with us, it'll be... Be nice to get pick up six points next season. Fingers crossed. Uh, don't you? I wouldn't. I, know, I, I, say I wouldn't that talk now. so soon. I know. I'll get. I'll be held to that, won't I? Um, yeah. I'm hoping Stockport come up. Yeah, yeah, that'll yeah, be yeah. that'll be a game and a half at their place. I think. I think. I think we'll be in playoffs. I think in coming up. So. Yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. That'll be a good one. And then uh, probably Bradford. I'll Bradford away. Well, Bradford, yeah. Bradford. yeah, Bradford's always a, a good day, and it's it's always lively because they always they, yeah. well, they they always bring a few here. Well, they always they always beat they, as well. they, yeah, they are, yeah most of the time yeah they normally they normally <laughs> fill they normally fill our away end and well, yeah. we, we don't we don't fill their away end but um, but yeah no yeah that's definitely there's there's some really good games to look forward to uh, Travis what games are you looking forward to? Um, I said the same as what Ben said. I think Olden Way is a big one that we all look out yeah, for. Yeah, 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 yeah. One big one, good one would be Harrogate Away. That'd be yeah, definitely, fantastic. definitely. Um, Barrow. Memories of the FA Cup game there a few years ago. I don't know if you've yeah, seen that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get some memories of that. Um, and then coming up in the playoffs, I know Ben said Stockport, but I will not Halifax coming up as well, because I know they're around there. That's another local one for us to get to, so... I think, I think a Sutton top of the league. I think Sutton yeah. the top of the league. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> that, listen, it's somewhat different. And yes, yeah. it's, not, it, it's not great, and we uh, it's not good that we've relegated. But we get to go and see these new these new grounds and new places. And to be fair, I've not seen a lot of the grounds. It, it, I've not been to a lot of the grounds in the league too because I was only really coming into football in properly the season that well the season, the second season we got promoted. Obviously I had been I had been before under my dad the seasons before, but that was my first kind of real season of, of going on my own. So yeah, I'm looking forward to going to places like this probably won't even take your fancy you lot. But I'm looking forward to going to places like, you know, like Stevenage, um Crawley. obviously I'm looking forward to Oldham and all that. And all the local games in Salford, that'll be good. Salford's gonna be brilliant because Salford's about five minutes from my my work. So I'm I'm praying I'm I'm praying it's like a Tuesday night game or something, because I I can literally just finish my shift and just pop around the corner. Uh, so so that'll be that'll be that'll be good. Um, Forest Green Rovers got got to love the vegan FC. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> well, wait, are they in the playoffs? Did they make the playoffs in the end? I think oh, I think we did. I think we finished sixth. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, obviously we, we don't know what the what the outcomes of that, that's going to be yet, but you know, you could still potentially be playing Tranmere, Morecambe. Uh, yeah. Game yeah, I'd like I'd like to have Bolton to stay down for another season for us to play them, but is what it is. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there's going to be some really enjoyable games next season uh, to look forward to. Let's hope we actually put a team out that's actually you know viable and, and can actually do yeah, something. Yeah. Uh. So, moving on to my next topic, uh, we'll start with you, Travis, because you're a, you're a strong admirer of him. Um, <laughs> does does BBM have a future at Rochdale? And if so, and, and if so, can you see can you see it working for him? And how and how long does he get to turn it round? Well, he's obviously got a future. He's got another year. Um, I think he's going to get at least till Christmas. So, I think we've, we should just. I think. Obviously, all of us aren't biggest fans, but I think we just need to wipe a clean slate with him for the new season, um, give him a chance of this summer and see what he can bring in. Let him go in August, see what happens, um, see how it goes. But, yeah, um, I'm not obviously not his biggest fan. I would have sacked him months ago, but that's not happening. So, just got to go with it. I'm gonna, I'll support him. I'll back him. I'm not going to hate on hate on him, send abuse to his way. Just give him a chance in League 2, see how he gets on. Yeah, I mean, bloody hell, that was actually more of a uh, an optimistic answer than I was expecting. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I think I'm going to sound like the negative one here, to be fair. I mean, uh, I will go, I'll go to Ben first. Like, I'll pose the same question to you, Ben. How uh, Does he have a future at Rochdale? And if so, uh, can, do you see it working for him and how long does he have to turn it round? He's got a year, really. I think... I think that's as much as the fans will give him personally with the state of performances this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with his current contract. Oh, he's no, only got no. a year on his contract, hasn't he? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, he's, once that's up, it'll, it all depends where we are in League 2 at that point. Um, I don't know. It's one of them, in it? Because given the current squad or the squad that I think we'll have next season, I don't see us being very high up the league. And with him being major at that time... Well, it, it it all depends on performances next season. If it's the same as this season, same boring stuff, lack of willingness to change the football, yeah, then I think he's got to go. But it's he's got the year, and like Travis says, we've got to back him for that year because he's not going anywhere. I don't think so. Just got to see where he ends up. See, see, I I wholeheartedly disagree on that opinion. I think. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a bit of an argument on it. It does. That's what makes it interesting. Oh, um, see, I think if he sticks to what what he's been doing towards the end of the season, I haven't got any trouble with him as long as we pick up results and obviously win games, which is obviously the be all and end all. Really, uh, I don't want him to try and go back to an insistence of playing four four two if we haven't got the personnel to do it. But what I will say for him is, if it goes wrong early doors with fans being back in the stadium, I cannot see. How they get away with keep, keeping keeping him on? If 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 that ground turns like I've seen it do so many times, I think it's a it's a ticking time bomb for him. I think if we if we if we start the season and we lose the first four or five games, I think that place will be a bloodbath for him because there's a lot it's of people of already. Though, well, I, it's, I, it's a mixed bag. I just, it's like, go on, go on, go on. You know, I just can't see it. I just can't see it. I, I, I think the board will look to someone to scapegoat. 
if if the results are going bad. And if that's the case, they'll chop him. I'm not saying they're going to go and back, bring a manager in that's going to be amazing and all singing, all dancing. But I think if the if the discontent in the ground is that high towards him and we're not getting results, the only op- the only op- the only explanation I've got is he goes. In my opinion, any in my opinion anyway. Yeah. And, but this is this is this is only if he doesn't get it right. If he if he gets it right and we get a couple of we get a couple of wins, I'm not expecting us to go and storm the league and win the first twenty games and, and remain unbeaten. But as long as he's steady, then I don't have a problem. But like I said, if we, if we start the season and we lose like four or five games in a row, I think it becomes really, really volatile for him. It's where it's it's one of them. Will the amount of fans like hate against him outweigh like how much it'll cost to get rid of him? Because like you said, this, if he's if the fans are on the wrong side of him, especially with fans being able to go back, will the money lost from fans not showing? Be enough to like outweigh the amount to get to pay him out of the contract. I, I can't imagine it being that that much of a contract to pay out. Don't forget, True. don't forget that when shit got really really bad under Keith, he still had another three years left on his deal or something like that, and we paid him out of his contract and sacked him. Yeah, but you look at the players we had then to now, and the state of our it, it's one of them in it. It's it'll be an interesting one because I feel like. It's all, the attendance we have under yeah. Keith, we had much more than we will do start next season. It's all if buts maybe. Obviously, we we yeah. this this touted rumours about the financial situation of the club. No, nothing's concrete or set in stone to know it. It just depends. It it, it depends on what length of the contract Brian's on. You know what money he's earning. Is it ten, is is it actually feasible for us to get rid of him if we have to? I don't see how you can keep a manager on if, if we're constantly getting bad results. Because I'm telling you right yeah. now, and I think I think you, I'm sure you're going to, I'm sure that you'd both agree. If we end up in the national league, we won't exist. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, we, yeah. We, we 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 are not a team that gonna, are going to be sustainable if we drop to the national league. No, yeah, not. I agree. Not not, not a chance. Not a chance. Um, so yeah, moving on from that su- uh, subject, moving on to our our other friend at the club. Uh, you know. <laughs> Some call him the legend, uh, the legend among men. Some call him the crybaby. Uh, <laughs> so my question to you two is: Can Bottomley ever show his face at Rochdale again? You know, when fans are allowed back into the stadium, or will the atmosphere have become too toxic for him to be able to turn it round again and be able to become a likable character? Um, Travis, what do you reckon? Uh, I think it's too far gone to be honest. I think he's yeah. not. I've been the crying thing. The fans for him just. Tipped a lot of people over, <laughs> and obviously, what happened the BBM contract and everything happened since. I think he just tipped people over the edge, and I don't think. I think if he showed his face that season, we can get a lot of booing and chanting against him. And yeah, that's how I can say for him, I think. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't not agree with that. Really, I don't really see how any feasible way he gets himself back into into the stadium without getting. Absolute pelters, basically. Um, ben, what do you reckon? Um, he'd probably be hiding in his upgraded box, in all honesty. Um, it's one of them. It's possibly if we start winning games starting next season. But like you said, it'll be it's going to be a hostile first game of the season. Especially like you said, if we do go on a a lost streak at the start of the season, he's gonna he can't be seen anywhere in the fucking club because it's just not going to end well. No, definitely not. I think it's like it's like, like I said, it's it's a similar situation to Brian. I think if the good times roll in straight yeah. away, I think he gets a, a bit of a, a free pass and things are kind of forgotten. 
But I think if at any moment, any moment we start going on a bad run, they'll they'll all get brought back up, and they'll all get mentioned again. So it's tough. It, it is tough. Um, so going on to my next point, kind of relating into the the Brian thing, and how, will, do you see it working for him? Obviously, the obviously the news was announced this week that Keith Hill had been sacked uh, by Tranmere Rovers. I can I can hear Travis's rattling his hand in discontent already. Um, but is there any way you can see uh, Keith coming, making a return to the club as manager, um, Travis? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Care to elaborate? Um, obviously, so it came out yesterday, weren't it? We've been sat since day before, yeah, and like I think. I just saw a lot of people acting like bringing him home, get him back, get bring Keith back. And I think everyone's just forgetting what happened this two, three years ago. Like, I'm not going to discredit him. He's the best manager we've ever had and probably will ever have. But he's he's not with it anymore. He's, he's not with it. His last two seasons with us, the club was so toxic. It was unbearable time. He went, he went got stacked. Because we were bottom of the league, went to Bolton, got stuck there. And then he went to Tramia, and I know he got him from 15th to the playoffs and whatever. But you see what Tramia fans say about him. Everyone wants him out. No one's disheartened that he's in Everyone wanted him gone. And I think that just speaks volumes about it. And if Brian was to go, I think Keith would be the last name on the list to replace him for me. He's very much a, a chalk and cheese character, his key fill. Sorry. <coughs> excuse me, excuse me. Um, yeah, he's a very much chalk and cheese character. Some of the stuff he comes out with is just unrelatable in the world of football when you think about like elite managers like like Pep Guardiola or something, and this guy's talking about fucking onions or something. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, he's just like he's, he's like a he's like a council estate lad, isn't he? The way he goes on sometimes, and some of the stuff he comes out with, he's just like a, just like he's just one of us. Like he just turns up on a Saturday, and he's like he's like flute he's like flute to manager jobs. But no, I mean obviously I don't discredit him. He's, he was amazing at the club, and the, and all the time that he spent here, and you know it mainly it's mainly all good, apart from obviously the final two seasons where it went a bit wrong for him. Uh, but that doesn't tarnish his legacy and what he what he did here. Listen, and and, and you know, I was one of the ones who who really bashed him towards the end uh, of his time at Rochdale, uh, and I and I do feel that I was a bit I was a bit immature with it, and I shouldn't have been because obviously he is a he is a hero here really, uh, and I think I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to the idea of him coming back. I think I'm a bit more willing willing than Travis. I I could take his 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 stupid remarks and his silly comments if it meant we were up there challenging, you know, to get back out of this league again. Uh, but that's just my opinion. Ben, like, what do you reckon? Um, it's one of them, like Travis said, a lot of the Tromia fans didn't like him towards the end. But, like, you look at it and he did take him up to the playoffs. Um, getting him back possibly is going to be a step backwards, I think. I think... What he did for the club was massive, but I feel it's not the right time for him to come back. Sporting director, possibly, but not first team manager. No, yeah, yeah, I see that. And listen, I don't even think it's a feasible option anyway, because the board, yeah. this is the board that's currently in place, is the board that sacked him in the first place. So unless yeah. Dunphy comes back in and makes a resurgence, which isn't looking like it will happen, 
I don't see a way of Keith coming back anyway. So it's probably all a pipe dream. He'll probably he'll he'll probably end up at another League Two team and uh, equip himself a bit better, probably. But listen, you know, best of luck to him. He's not. I don't think he's a bad bloke 100%. at all. He's uh, obviously he's a hero here, and he always will be. Uh, but yeah. Moving on to the next part, uh, the next topic. Jesus Christ, this is a <laughs> this is an absolute this is an absolute bash of a podcast against Rochdale. But listen, we're not trying to be. We're just trying to review every situation here and, and just give our honest opinions on it as fans. Um, that's just this is just what we think and want to talk about. Uh, so obviously, we put out a tweet um, last last week, was it? I believe asking the fans that if we if you know if a if a peaceful pro- protest was planned. Uh, would it help? Would it help with the ongoing issues? Uh, the ongoing issues at the club. Um, what do you reckon, Travis? Um, I do think it would. I think. I think with fans not being there, it, the board can hide away. Like we're not there, so they can ignore us. You get what I mean? But obviously, we should be going back to the ground in August. But I think for now, we should. We should be able to go and protest and try and get it sorted because we can't carry on like this. So surely not. Yeah, I mean, because all the rumours and stuff that we're hearing from boardroom level and, and just the lack of communication and everything—it's just worrying. We just want to, we just want to know what's going on with our football club, and we're just getting so little information, such little information. Obviously, we have the planned. Uh, the AGM now and the EGM, so that might shed a bit of light. But yet again, that'll all just be spun in a positive light, and they'll have weeks and weeks to prepare for it. And like I say, everything will be set up to look positive. So I don't think it's a true reflection of what of the information that's on the table. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. But what do you reckon, Ben? Um, it's one of them, isn't it? I think it all depends on how many show up. Um, I think it was fairly split when it was a poll in the end. Um. Wow. Yeah, around that, I think it was. I think it was more swaying towards the protest. Yeah, it's it's numbers. I reckon if we can, like you say, you always plan a protest and there'll be twelve people show up or something. You need to get like something proper started where you actually get a few people turning up, and that's where some like the effects start being made. It's it's getting the numbers behind it and that support, and I feel that you'll get the people bashing it on Twitter and stuff and rightfully so and saying they want him out and doing that. It's just the amount of people that will actually show up and hopefully to make, like, actually make a difference. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, What was I saying? Sorry, something just turned on in my computer room. Sorry about that. Um, Oh, God, I've just lost my train of thought completely. (laughs) (laughs) Technical issues, just bear with me one moment. Um, no, I was speaking to that's it. I was speaking to Chaff about it, uh, who obviously runs on the who's one of the members on the RochdaleAFC.com podcast, and he was basically saying that they a lot of people won't go ahead with any form of protest if they, if the chosen few are related to it, um, mm. and that's that's a touchy subject that I'm not really going to want to get into. I, I see both sides of the argument. I think we're all, all. I think at the moment, as fans, we have to put our differences aside. Uh, and come together. If if we truly all do believe that that's the right thing to do and, and go and oppose it, we have to forget all that and just come together yeah, as one. Yeah. Come together as one and, and and stand against the club and and try and make some positive changes. Uh, that's just my opinion on the matter, and uh, I don't know what you two boys think on that. But um, yeah, I agree with that. I just yeah, think I agree it's, it's one of them things. And uh, listen, if you if you if you don't like the if you don't like the idea of the chosen few, just. But you, but you are really against this board. 
just for the just for this just for this just please just all come together and let's let's try and do something about it just put your differences aside for just just for just for it only has to be for every time every time a protest goes ahead if it if it ever does but yeah um so moving on to my next point um season ticket boycotts will it be a help or a hindrance in our efforts to you know get a change at boardroom level and get bottomly removed and etc etc uh ben what do you reckon uh, interesting one. I think it'll depend on the state of our squad going into next season. Um, I think I want to say that's what I depend it on, but I feel that regardless of what squad it'll be next season, I probably will get a season ticket. But it's like I said, the amount of even if the price is the same, which it probably will, how many people are actually going to pay for it, regardless of the boycott? Um, like you said, it's a tough one, is it? Is it going to be a good thing or is it going to be a bad thing financially? Because especially with no income all the way through summer now and literally none for the past year, the club is in desperate need. And is it the right time to actually boycott season tickets? It's it's one of them. Will it? Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? It's hard to say. Yeah, it's all this but some maybes. You can look at the positive. You can look at the the positive ramifications of it, and you can see the negative connotations as well. Um, both have you know the, the good and bad points. Um, what ultimately comes of it, we we, we don't know. Uh, but obviously, it's, yeah, it's just it's just it's, it is just a tough one, really. I mean, we all say we we won't spend any more money on the club and etc. etc. But we all love the club, and we all share that same passion for the club. Uh, and and I think I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't be there next season. Um, the only thing I will say is I think that they they, they might encounter a problem if they um, hike up the prices. If the prices go yeah, up and we're in, in, in and we're in League Two. Then I think they've got another. Then I think they've got another problem on their hands. Uh, Travis, what do you reckon on all that subject? By the way, um, um, I agree with both you. To be fair, um, I think, like you said, putting a price up would be a big, big, big issue, um, big deal. But I think it, people are split. Fans are split because they want to. I think fans do want to boycott, and they want to try and not give um, the board the money but I think people have just missed going to football you get what I mean they've not been for over a year I think people just miss going out seeing their friends watching football from the team they love um, I think we're all the same we all just want to go out don't we watch football um, so yeah I don't know it's a tricky one no it listen it is and you, and you, you hit the nail on the head there you know and I was having this conversation again with a few people on Twitter um, football's just not football is it it's it's where you make memories with your friends and, you know, you plan holidays and and you, everything kind of comes from, like, so many things come from football. Like, I've made friendships with you, Travis, through yeah, football. Yeah. I've made friendships like that with you, Ben, through football. Yeah. It's, it's more than just football at the end of the day. Yeah, we all love to go there and watch our team play well. And we obviously, and you know, and, what, and see them score goals and get good results. And, and that's all great and wonderful. But it's a, it's a social experience as well, you know, meeting up before the game, going for a couple of drinks, watching the game, having a few drinks, having a laugh, a bit of banter. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know, you throw a bet on maybe. And it's all it's all it's all a bit of fun, and, and you and you enjoy it in the moment. So, like, yeah, football is just so much more than that, and that's why a boycott is on season tickets is is a, is a tough one for to where you where you stand on it because we all love the club at the end of the day, and we don't want to see the club disappear. Um, but yeah, it's going to be like I say, it, it, it's all going to be very, a very interesting summer. 
to to what transpires today and what does happen. And I think they've got a lot of things coming up that they've got to get right. And I don't hold much hope that they will, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know, and it sounds like such a sombre somber episode and so depressing, but it just feels like something so not right at the moment. Because I've, I, I mean, Ben, you might, I don't think you felt it as much as as, as me and Travis, but obviously me and Travis, we, we've we felt that relegation and we know what it's like. And when we've come down and, and the expectation changes and, and and all that that comes with it, um, and it's tough, but this time it just feels like a little bit different with everything going on. It feels so, very I mean, different, I think. Yeah, a lot different. yeah. yeah. You I know, think last time, last time, I think, obviously we had, we had Coleman in charge last time. And yeah. But I think we all had a bit of, at least a bit of hope that we'd have a chance to come back up. Coleman was good in League Two with Aki. So we all, we had a bit of hope. Obviously, that season turned out to be terrible, but it's just, it feels a lot different. It feels toxic. That's what I mean. It feels toxic. Yeah, it's, it, it's purely toxic based on the fact that, you know, there's been such lack of communication. We don't know where the finances are at with the club. There's, there's a lot of uncertainty around the club. I think a lot of fans do worry that we're going to be the next the next Berry because there's just there's, there's just not a lot being said, not a lot of information coming from the club. Um, a lot of us felt that this was probably the season that you couldn't really afford to drop out of the league, given the fact that there's been no fans all season. Then we're going to take a more, even more hit in money dropping down a league. So it's tough. It's worrying times. It's worrying times, and I think the tw- the next the next six to six to twelve months are going to define us. Uh, going forward, and what uh, and, and and us as a club, and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of indiv- individual battles to be won before here and then, and we're just going to have to see, you know, what ends up happening. Uh, but yeah, let's not try and get too depressed on that subject. Um, so well, not that the next subject's even much better. But uh, so my next question to pose to you two chaps is: Do you worry for the state of the playing squad for next season? Uh, with lots of rumours already circulating regarding players. Um, ben, what do you reckon? Um, yeah. <laughs> Simple yeah. and straight, yeah. Like you said, the rumours going around, especially with these tweets that uh, they're not saying, but you can tell by the tone and the way they're saying it, it's kind of like a final goodbye and a thank you that you know that, yeah, well, that's him gone, that's such a person gone. And it's like, who are we actually going to have next season? And then you have room, you fit, say Conor Grant, for example, we looked at him the last few games, he's been absolutely world-class. And then you see him, you get these rumours of him going elsewhere, other players wanting him. It's like, who are we actually going to have up front next season? Or anywhere for that fact that's actually going to be or sustain us in League 2. It's just, it's not looking good. And then with our current, like, our current state of financial affairs, who are we actually going to bring in that's going to replace these players, which by the looks of it, we can't. And it's, can we, I think our only hope next season is chemistry, getting a good solid players that have got the chemistry that will at least get us, get us through next season. And I feel it's just when we get that released and retain list more of release by the looks of it, um, when we can make a final judgment of what our team's actually going to be looking like for the state start of next season. And at the moment, look, like with the Twitter, all people tweeting, it's just not looking good at all. No, no, you're right. Um, obviously, the, there was news coming out from age, um, the ex-agent, uh, something Goodwin on Twitter. He was the one who broke the news last summer that Ethan Hamilton was either going to join Peterborough or Rochdale. Obviously, he ended up choosing Peterborough. 
Um, and had a really good season and got promoted. So we, obviously we wish him well there. Obviously had a good had a little stint at Rochdale as well, just to add that in. Um, but he's obviously he brought the news the other day that Kiahan it wasn't he, the way he wrote it. He looked that that, that Kiahan wasn't even contemplating the contract at Rochdale, or even or if there was even one on the table. Uh, and it was basically saying that he was looking at joining between a few few clubs, but Accrington and Shrewsbury seemed to be the front runners. You read that already, and you think, Jesus Christ. Yeah, what's happened? What's going on here? Like, if we aren't even in a position that we can offer Kiahan a contract, that it's, 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 it's not great. Obviously, like you said, there was rumours on the forum a few weeks, uh, a week or so ago, uh, relating to Conor Grant that he might already be off and be getting sold for money. Uh, yeah, again, not brilliant. Uh, obviously, you look at players that are obviously too good to be in League Two. I think it's a given that Stephen Humphries is going to be sold uh, to, you know, make some funds. Quadro bars obviously already off 120, 125 grand compensation and he's off to Watford obviously I think that Rathbone's too good for League One football so he'll probably be off and then obviously you've got all the players that are out of contract so it's a, it's a really really uncertain time for the club um, yeah but Travis before I carry on what do you think? Just the same as you two really it's just looking really really bleak all the players saying what look like goodbye tweets and goodbye videos like montages um, obviously the amount of players they're out of contract all the rumours um, obviously Kate Han and Grant like you said I've seen some of Humphreys as well it's just it's, it's looking it's looking dire it's looking really really bad for our squad and like like you said as soon as we find out this retains or more so release list we might know more and we'll probably have an idea of what our team is going to like next season, but at the minute it's not looking good. I mean, yeah, it really doesn't. I was thinking I was talking to one of my other Rochdale friends the other the other night and I was speaking about just, just the defence, for example. Um and think about it, we haven't got a single recognised keeper. I'm not gonna class Brad Wade as a recognised keeper because it because he isn't. Um We've got no left. Well, to cut under contract, we've got no current left back under contract apart from Joe Dunn, who, who's played one EFL Trophy game at the start of the season and then he's never been seen again. Uh, Centre backs. So we've I, I, the only person I think we've got under contract is is Jim, if, if I'm right. Jim McNulty. I think has he got another season? Got <laughs> yeah, it. Doesn't sound promising either, does it? Well, not really. Oh God, no. O'Connell's out. Of, O'Connell's out of contract. McShane's out of contract. We haven't got we haven't got a recognised right back, so straight straight away we're dropping down the league. And if none of these people, none of these players sign contracts, we're having to build a complete new back line and a goalkeeper, maybe two goalkeepers. That's that's not good. And then that you, you move into them. You, yeah, yeah. Okay, why not? <laughs> Sweet keeper. You, yeah, why not, mate? Uh, show my old thing the two. I've got. As I've been telling you, I've got. A sw- I've got a sweet left foot. A sweet left foot, no use in keeper. Yeah. Oh, mate! When, oh, I, when, I, when I when I dip the keeper from the, from from my, my own box, you won't be saying that. <laughs> I'm um, <yucked> it. <laughs> um, then you move into the midfield. Um, Rathbone, as I said, probably going to be off. Conor Grant has already been rumours regarding regarding him, so obviously we don't know. Dooley, I believe, is out of contract. I really don't care. He can, he can. I'll, I'll, I'll put him on a, a Ryanair flight back to Ireland. Um, <laughs> I, I ain't fussed about him. Uh, um, who else is the midfield wise? 
Jimmy Ryan. Jimmy Jimmy Ryan, obviously a good player, way too injury prone, so I'm actually not bothered about him being given a contract. Uh, Quadro's obviously off. Um, I don't think we've have we got have we got any other midfielders? I might. Oh, Connor Shaughnessy's under a contract, obviously. Yeah. Um, he'll probably no. He'll probably more than likely stay. Um, Lund's out of contract. That's a big one. Will he? Will he stay or will he go? Um, you know, a bit, a bit of a cult hero now at the club. I think I'd be sad to see him leave. But you know, even though <laughs> even even though he even though he is getting on a bit, he he's got that that status now at the club. And but but maybe he thinks he can better himself. And then, you, like you say, you move up. You move up to the up top department. Matt Dunn, Matt, Matt Dunn, out of contract. Am I really that bothered if he stays or goes? I don't know. Yes, he turned it on for the last few weeks of the season, but is he going to do that consistently for you at, at League Two level? I'm not so sure. Humphreys, as I've said, more than he's, he's, I'm, I'm going to say 95 percent sure that he'll be leaving. He's he's too way too good for League Two and way too good for us. And Beasley's probably the only one you look at that's going to stay. And maybe that Abraham Odo. Obviously, he's quite a bit of an unproven quantity at the minute, so you'll have to see what he brings. But yeah, it's 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 bleak. It's it's very much bleak regarding the playing squad and, and what we're gonna what we're gonna have in the way of a budget to build a squad and who's actually gonna be here next season. So it's just like I say, it just it just goes back to it again. A lot of uncertainty around the club at the minute. Um, we, we just want some answers, I suppose. Soon, the sooner the better. Um, so yeah, moving us on to the final point of the night. Um, Travis, where do you realistically see us finishing next season? I'd say anywhere between fifteenth and bottom. Fifteenth and bottom, bloody hell! Anything in between. Uh, yeah, it's not looking good. It, yeah, I mean, this is the problem. It like it sounds, it just sounds like doom and gloom. But you know, there's some big, there's big, some big financial hitters in League Two, and all right, fine, you know, money isn't everything at that level at, the, at, at League Two level. You can build a squad with with hard working players, and you can do something at that level. But if you've got teams that can go out there and buy who they need and experience pro, it makes a big difference. Uh, so. I struggle to see how we get into the top half of the table. Just in my opinion, uh, my opinion alone, considering that I think a lot of the team will be on its way. Um, ben, what do you reckon? Um, I'm going to say 17th, I think. Yeah. Uh, I just feel, like you said, a lot of the big hitters, and you look at Bradford, for example, they finished 15th and they've got some serious money behind them. Um, you just don't see us pushing the top end of the table at all. I think it'll be mid-table at best. So anywhere between, like Travis said, 15th and relegation zone will probably be where we're sitting. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're not a million miles off me. I, see, I put a tweet out yesterday and I said that 12th was the absolute ceiling for us. And I think, that I, yeah. and I think I'd class that as an amazing, like a really good season. Uh, but I just, I just don't see any way of us bridging that gap up to the top end of the table and I said I said to you on on the, the on on the uh, the group chat uh, the, the yesterday that if we're in the top 6 at christmas I'll uh, I'll buy you I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll buy you both a round in cocos um Go for it. yeah too right get a couple of jaegers going um, <laughs> I just can't see it I know it just sounds doom and gloom and negative I just don't know how I just don't see how we you know compete against that at the minute 
I don't think we're in the we're, we're not in the right places of club at the moment to to be to be up in that the, the higher echelons of the league. Um, but listen, I might be just being doom and gloom and negative. They could really surprise me, and I really honestly, I really really do hope they do surprise me and make me eat my words because I'd love nothing more than us to mount a real challenge next season and really go for it. But we'll, like I say, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But yeah, um, it's been a it's been a tough season, and it's been a tough season. I think you can both agree on that one. It's not been it's not been a great watch, and it's been hard, yeah. obviously, not being able to be in the grounds and be there to support the lads. I think maybe our help, maybe our support would have had a bit of a help towards things at certain times. But it is what it is. We've all kind of been dealt the same sword as fans in this in this in in this league, and it's been, as I say, it's, it's it, it has been it has been tough. But we've just got a we've just got a troop on with it. Um, I do, what I do want to say is before we sign off for the, the evening, a massive, a massive uh, thank you to all the listeners this 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 year. I know we we started this quite late on, but we appreciate all the. Travis, are you walking through a, a bloody? Are you are you, <laughs> are you running in the middle of the road or something? Yeah, don't worry about it, Tom. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to sound trying to sound out this podcast, and you can just see oh, cars razzing by, razzing round. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go on, go on. He's on his way to buy a gig, Glenn. Yeah, he's going to get a fish and chips. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, we, yes. So before Travis rudely interrupted me, um, I just wanted to say, yeah, a massive thank you to all the listeners. I know, obviously, we've only been doing this for uh, a couple of months now, uh, but we do really appreciate all, all the interaction on the Twitter and obviously listening to the podcast. We hope you like it. And we'll, we'll try and come back in. We'll try and probably do a few episodes over, over the summer regarding develop, developments which happen with the club, uh, transfer news and et cetera, and we'll, and we'll see what we can bring to you. But, yeah, again, really appreciate all the support we've had this year, uh, and we hope you all have a really, a really good summer. Um, as always, we're going to finish off with our normal little routine that we have. Uh, ben, what have you had for tea? Shepherd's pie. Better than a cheese sandwich. Uh, go on, lad. Shepherd's pie. <laughs> He's not a pauper anymore. Oh. <laughs> oh Tra- Travis? Yeah. You know what? I'm letting the team down. You know what I have for tea? Some toast. Some toast. Oh. Jesus. Oh. Jesus, that that nearly rivals Ben. Nearly. Nah, that's worse Tell than mine. Easy. Oh. Don't know. We'll have, to, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have to get it up on the Twitter poll. What's worse, cheese sandwich, yeah, cheese sandwich or toast? Yeah, get it up tonight. That can be our poll. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 let the fans decide. Um, oh. You know what? I'd I'd spag ball and garlic bread, and it were right yeah. nice. Proper, proper property, property. but yeah, <laughs> listen, lads, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, obviously, we hope to all meet. Well, we all hope to meet up soon uh, with the COVID yeah. restrictions um, lifting. And uh, we obviously, I'm sure I'll see you before then. But we, I wish you, we're wishing you both a good summer, and hopefully, we can have something to shout about coming into the new season. Fingers crossed. Uh, ben, it's been a pleasure as always. Yeah, thank you, Tom. It's been a pleasure. And Travis, it's been a pleasure as always. Cheers, Tom, lad. Take it easy, take it easy, lads. Good night and uh, up the dale as always. Up the dale. Up the dale. Thanks for tuning in to another week of the All Dale Aren't We podcast. Until next time.